Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I am here with Dan Metters, who sold over $20 million on Amazon, taught hundreds of students how to start and grow their own successful Amazon businesses. His students have combined to sell over half a billion dollars on Amazon. Sooner or later, that adds up to some real money. Uh, Dan, we are thrilled to have you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Seth. I'm glad to be on here, brother. Awesome. So let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get started? Uh, Well, we got started back in 2011. Um, And it was actually one of our, uh, we were both, me and Eric, uh, my business partner, were working at the same place. And one of the chief officers came in and he gave his notice and we were like, Hey, what, you know, this guy's, we live in Kentucky. Like you can probably tell from my voice, but you know, six figure jobs just don't grow on trees here. Like it's, you know, it's, it's really hard to find, um, you know, uh, particularly in our area, great jobs. And this guy came in and gave his notice and we were like, Hey man, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's going on. And he told us about, you know, he's like, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm making more money on Amazon part time than I am here. And, uh, he, he, you know, we, I honestly didn't even know you could sell on Amazon at the time. Like I knew that it was, you know, uh, that Amazon carried a lot of stuff, but I didn't know that you could, that third party sellers were a thing. And whenever me and Eric learned that, like we uh, got super excited and went out and uh, started just buying products out of a Walmart. And it, it was, it was kind of funny because when we sent in everything, I literally thought we, you know, we started with a $600 credit card. Um, that was, yeah, I didn't have any credit and Eric had terrible credit. So, uh, so it was all, you know, it was all we had to get started with. And then, um, but whenever we got started, like, it, you know, we sent that first box in and honestly, I thought there was no way that these things would sell. Like, um, the, the products we bought were Disney cars. They were $3 in Walmart and they were selling for $15 on Amazon. And That's a heck of a markup. Exactly. But when we sent them in, like within the first day, almost every one of them sold out. And we were like, wow, this thing, there really is a ton of demand on here. And uh, from there, you know, nights, weekends, whenever we could do it, we were out shopping in stores. And that, that went through quarter four. And we actually had a great quarter four. We, uh, in, in December alone, we did about $50,000 in sales. And that was your first year? 
Yeah. That's incredible. About the first six months. And uh, it was interesting because I actually got fired a few days before Christmas. That kind of forced my hand to go full time with the Amazon side. And I, I kind of just remember just, you know, sitting down like we'd rented this little 250 square foot office. And I sat down there crying like, gosh, like I honestly have no idea if I, because, you know, I just had a baby and I, I thought this, I thought it was going to be a complete uh, catastrophe. But uh, so I, I started full time, Eric, uh, I talked to Eric like a, about a week later and was like, hey, man, you know, you're going to join on or do you want to just like do the work thing? And he, he decided to join on. I honestly have no idea like what, why I did, you know, that was our first real start. And then, you know, we did uh, that 2012 year, we did about a, almost a million dollars in sales. Wow. Um, That's a heck of an increase. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but the, the, there was a problem. Like we, we had created ourselves, like we hadn't created ourselves a real business. We just really just created a job. Like, we were, you know, we were always shopping, like literally always shopping. Um, and if we weren't shopping, we were packing and shipping or driving around because, you know, there's nothing in Kentucky. Like the closest target to me is an hour and a half away. Wow. So like, you know, we were driving literally all over the country to find products. And and that's kind of, you know, after that, the first year we made a, we made a, a pretty sizable amount of money for our, Two our guys time. starting up, yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, the second year, it was so exhausting because, you know, I was away from my family literally five days a week, every week, sometimes more than that. And we looked, we started looking for a more leverageable model. And that's kind of where we started dabbling around. Like we, we did a whole bunch of things we failed at and finally found one that stuck for us. And that was wholesale. And that, you know, that's just working with suppliers to buy things in bulk to, to just resell at a profit. And that one, that one really, it's such a simplistic model that it really did just stick for us. All right. So let's, you said a book in that answer to that question. So if you haven't written one, you probably should. So I'm going to go back a little bit on some of those. So let's go back all the way to the beginning. How did you decide to sell Disney cars and how did you, how did you pick Disney cars and how did you know it was three bucks at Walmart and 15 bucks on Amazon and why were they selling for $15? Okay. So the, the way retail arbitrage works is it's, you know, whenever you buy like a, whenever you order some like Walmart order something like Disney cars, like they, they'll, some of the cases will have six of one car, three of another, two of one, and, you know, maybe one. Well, uh, that's the same way it gets shipped everywhere. So like on Amazon, that the one that has one car always sells out first, right? Which means that people looking for that, and it's the same, it's, it's true in stores as well. So like whenever, you know, uh, a mom goes in there looking for uh, a specific car for a kid and can't find it, where do you go? And what do you do? Like, you just look online. If you really want it bad enough, you pay the $15. We used a scanning app called, at the time, called Profit Bandit. I actually don't even know if it's still around. You know, that would tell us what, what the sales rank was on Amazon, like how well it was selling and what it was selling for. If it was selling quickly, like that, and had a decent profit, I mean, we were buying anything. It wasn't Disney cars. Like, I can tell you, I can tell you some crazy stories about buying a Benefiber. And that's, you know, that's like a kind of like a laxative for pregnant women. And what, there was one time like Novartis, this was in our second year, Novartis, the company who makes Benefiber had had a, an issue with their, one of their print runs and they had to close a bunch of their facilities and get inspections. Well, that caused a real shortage of Benefiber. And, you know, it, it's like a main staple in the preg, pregnant communities. And uh, I remember I was in, in a Walmart one time and I was just scanning around items to see what things were selling for. And there was this clearance rack that was just full of Benefiber. And I scanned one and it, it was selling for $6.97 at Walmart and it was selling for $40 on Amazon. Wow. And um, I was like, whoa. And it was selling super fast. Like, I mean, it was probably selling hundreds of units per day. And we were like, whoa, what, you know, what is going on here? So we, we ended up buying all those and doing a bunch of research and, and found out that, you know, the production window for this product was going to be, it was going to be months out for them to re-catch back up to production levels. 
and we went, we literally drove around the U.S. like buying as much Benefiber. Like we were going to Kmart, Target, Walmart's, um, family pharmacies, and it was so funny because you know me and Eric are pretty big guys, and like we were, we would run up to the counters and we had like big armfuls of this Benefiber, and they probably thought like we were having the world's biggest cleansing party or whatever. But oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, but that, I mean, literally just off that one product, I mean, we probably generated close to a hundred thousand dollars in profit over that three or four month period. That is absolutely incredible. So that gets you into the business when you, so then you were doing fulfillment by Amazon, you were shipping the boxes to Amazon and Amazon was shipping to consumers. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And then the wholesale formula, which is buy from suppliers and retail, talk a little bit about, obviously don't give away the secret sauce. But tell me a little bit about what you mean by buy from suppliers for our folks listening and watching who don't know what that means. Sure. We actually, whenever we we started with wholesale, like we kind of got in the same way everybody else did. Like we looked up, uh, we Googled wholesaler. We went to ASD at one of the major trade shows. And it just, it, honestly, it just didn't work out for us very well. But whenever we, it, it was interesting because like we would get these giant catalogs. Like we would just get these giant catalogs and be flipping through, looking for anything to sell. And I remember I was sitting there in the office and I looked over at Eric and I was like, I just wish I could sell this product. And we had some product on our desk. And I was like, oh, you know, what is, what's, what's going on? Like, why can't, you know, why are we always looking for products? Like, why can't I just sell this one? And Eric's like, we should just call the, call the manufacturer and see, you know, where it's sold through. You know, it sounds so simple when you think about it now, like, but, but at the time, like everything we had read, like everything we had researched said, you should just contact distributors, see what they sell and find products that are good. Well, whenever we did that, like that, that product, uh, we called that company and they, uh, they were like, yeah, we can actually set you guys up with an account, you know, today and sell directly to you. And it was like, whoa, like you guys serious? Like how, how big are your minimum orders? And they were like, you know, $250. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Oh. So, right. Like, and, and that product, um, that product was actually phenomenal. And then we kind of ran into another, um, you know, another issue um, with our, you know, after we got that first account, it was like, whoa, this is super easy. We're just going to do this a million times, but it didn't work like that. Uh, you know, the next company that we contacted, they were like, Hey man, uh, you know, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Like we, we have enough Amazon sellers. We're not, we're not really looking for to add any, anybody else. And I remember like, this, this product was really awesome. And I, I started talking to the guy and I was like, I was like, you know, like I get it. Like, you know, yeah, me bringing on other Amazon sellers is not going to give you any more uh, revenue really. Um, but like here, you know, I can show you some of the things that are wrong with your current, with your current listing. Like, and it's causing your conversion to go down. Um, you're, you guys aren't also getting enough traffic, like for major keywords and, like we went through and I, you know, I didn't expect anything in return. I was just like, you know, if, if you don't want to work with us, I get it. Like pass this on to your seller, your product sales, like your sales will go up pretty exponentially. And uh, he was like, you know what, man, like I've literally never had anybody just take the time to tell me and like um, not try to get something, you know, like I, I, I just told him like, you know, talk to, talk to your other sellers if you want to. And uh, so he, he did open an account with us and, um, that's, that's kind of been our strategy ever since is, is instead of just like, you know, the, the vast majority of people try to set up these relationships, like the traditional relationship where I just buy stuff from you and I, I sell your stuff on Amazon and rinse and repeat. Like I- instead we've kind of focused on a, on, on more of like the relationship niche. We, uh, we, we develop relationships with specific brands who have uh, strong performing products and, um, we make, we, we help them make those products better on Amazon and get more exposure, get more sales, get more traffic. 
Um, and, and in return, we become an authorized seller of their product. And uh, usually, you know, with it, with it over a given, you know, over, over time, we generally become like an exclusive seller of the products or something like that. So you've swum a ways upstream from just running into Walmart with bags and boxes of stuff <laughs> to now um, building a relationship with brands that by adding value in advance that ultimately allows you to be either a top seller or an exclusive seller of their product, which is absolutely phenomenal as a strategy. When did you decide to start teaching others how to do what you were doing? Um, honestly, it was, uh, we, we launched our first course in 2015, uh, late, late 2015, I think. And it was funny because one of our buddies, he's, he's a digital marketer and he had no idea like what our business was and he was in town and he stopped by our, our at the time we had a warehouse. Now we, we've out, kind of outsourced from there and we, we just operate out of a small office. And, you know, at the time we had a warehouse and he was like checking out our operation. He was like, wow, man, like, why don't you teach other people how to do this? And I was like, yeah, right. Like literally nobody would want to know, uh, you know, how to do this right here. And he was like, no, I'm serious. Like you should definitely do that. Like you should definitely teach other people how to do it. And, and that's kind of honestly how we got started is we started researching it. We, uh, you know, we, we researched how to sell uh, digital products online and, um, and and it just got started with that way. And honestly, like whenever we first sold our course, it was so funny because we had uh, the, the night we went live with it, the very first one, uh, we actually had two bottles of, of champagne. One of them was a cheap champagne. And that was if we sold a single course, like if, if one person bought a course, we were cracking that bottle. And then if we sold more than 25, we were going to crack the bottle of Cristal. And, and, you know, we actually sold 25 courses in the first three minutes. And that's uh, a couple bottles of crystal, <laughs> right? Like, so it was, it went significantly better than expected. And like, that honestly, to happening to you, it keeps going better. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's part and parcel. Like whenever you kind of put yourself into situations where good things can happen, that's, that's, you know, how, how luck is really made, right? Absolutely. Luck is a dividend of sweat. Now you've got, um, your students have sold a combined half a billion dollars on Amazon, which is an economy bigger than quite a few countries. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and honestly, it's like, that's the, over the course of time, I mean, that's become kind of our, our source of pride is our, is our community of our students, uh, how, how well they've done. Like we've honestly had some, had some of the, just the most amazing success stories and seeing people's lives transform has just been absolutely, hum, I mean, humbling to a degree, like just seeing how, how people go from, like we've had a, a few ladies specifically, I, I just, you know, every time I think about them, like I kind of tear up. And like they went from bankrupt to having businesses that do, you know, seven, seven plus figures a year on Amazon and, and, you know, have, have provided kind of the life there that they're looking for. That is absolutely amazing. I have to ask you have an Amazon seller who's got a course on how to sell on Amazon is the course on Amazon, how to sell on Amazon on Amazon. No, we actually haven't, you know, awkwardly enough, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. It's part of our release strategy is that we, we only make our course available a couple of times a year. Like right now, it's not even available because we, we really do focus on once we've enrolled students to, to help get them to the levels they need and, and really doubling down rather than trying to sell more courses. So it's a lot of customer service, right? Like, you know, we, we, we do try to handhold our students through and, and help them kind of realize the success that they want. That is awesome and speaks volumes to, you know, your character. You've over half a billion dollars sold. Do you run into issues with people with students competing against each other? 
I mean, from time to time it happens, but it's, you know, if they're not competing against each other, honestly, they're going to be competing against another seller. You know, Amazon's a huge market. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really think that a lot of people understand how big that marketplace is. Like I was looking at some statistics the other day and Amazon on amazon.com, there are 516 million products for sale. Wow. Like, and of those Amazon themselves only carry 12 million. Like, so there's more than half a billion products for sale on Amazon that Amazon doesn't even carry. We've seen this in our own business. We've seen it in our students' business. Like, just over the past few years, like, Amazon's growth has literally just outpaced. It seems like it outpaces the volume of sellers that continue to go there. Like, you know, you're talking about 30% year-over-year growth. Amazon did $230 billion in sales last year. And when you think about, you know, more than or almost or right at half that is, is coming from third party sellers, like there's a lot of market out there. Unless we put another zero or two on the end, you're probably not going to scratch the surface of competing right. against each other. Right. Like, you know, does it happen? For sure. But is, is it a big part of the economy there? Not really. But just there's so much real estate on Amazon and so many places and ways to make money that it's not it's everybody's going to sell Benta Fiber. Exactly. Um, are you still actively selling on Amazon or is the course business, the education business, your the full-time gig now? It's actually funny. We, uh, we, with our Amazon business, we've kind of, we kind of scaled it down last year and we had, we had a warehouse and we scaled back to, we wanted to utilize fulfillment centers and kind of make it just more of a lifestyle business that, that we, we wanted since doing that. Um, it was actually funny. Like our, our cost went up for processing items which we thought was going to be an issue, but it's not like we've really just doubled down on providing more value with the vendors we're at. And last month was our most profitable month ever in our Amazon business. Congratulations. So, you know, that business is not only still active, but it's, it's, it's thriving and we got a really awesome team. Congratulations. You built something absolutely incredible. Um, I know the course isn't open now as we're recording this, but is there a place we can send folks listening and watching this who are interested to get on a waiting list for the next time it's available? Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, just check out the wholesaleformula.com, like we have a ton of, you know, we have, we have a blog there with a ton of free information about how to get started with Amazon. Um, and, and, you know, that's like on that website, we have a waiting list and everything. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green from Sharkpreneur with Dan Metters from the wholesaleformula.com. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Awesome interview. Thanks everybody for listening and watching and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.